is up, everybody? This is Sports on the Brain, and I am your humble host, Mondo. And on this week's episode, the Knicks season is over. But have hope. Have hope. And we talk about the greatest athlete on the planet Earth right now, Jacob deGrom. And then we'll update you, or I'll update you on my fitness journey, or lack thereof. So, strap in. And let's get it on. Do that thing that you do so that you and me can be here together every single week. Follow, subscribe, hit the button thing that sends the podcast to your podcasting player. And now the end is here. And so I face that final curtain. Well, I'm not Frank Sinatra. Everyone knows that. And uh, But the song is my way. But uh, the final curtain, that is what just happened to the New York Knickerbocker season. A, uh, a very, very, coming from a diehard Nick fan, a very, very disappointing and to what was a really, really remarkable season, a season that nobody really expected. I mean, I don't care how big of a, a Nick fan that you are. Uh, no one expected uh, to see what the Knicks did this year. You know, 41 wins. Uh, they're getting into the playoffs. Home court advantage, first round. Anybody would have taken that. So I just wanted to just first and foremost – Thank the Knicks for giving me a season that I haven't had as a Knicks fan in a very, very long time. The playoffs were extremely bitter, so I'm not going to get into the Knicks, what they have to do right now and what they need to do in the offseason. There's going to be plenty of time over the next few months. I'll definitely be talking about it. Um, but I, I just kind of wanted to... Um, I just kind of wanted to just to thank the Knicks for what they gave me. I, I, I stopped being a really big NBA fan a while ago, to be honest. Um, you know, football, baseball, NASCAR, uh, MMA are all sports that I really, really uh, invested the time that I had. It wasn't in the NBA. And with the Knicks being so terrible for so long, there was no really, there was really no reason for me to watch. But the Knicks gave me a reason to watch this year. So for all the other Knicks fans out there who are miserable right now, especially the way that we lost, you know, losing in five games and basically feeling like we really didn't even show up. I, I, I felt like we weren't I wasn't watching the same team I watched all season long. And the guys like Randall and Barrett that we were we were and Bullock that you counted on, that you really relied on to put up the points just didn't i mean as a team we just we lost as a team i mean derrick rose uh was fantastic but he was thrust into a role that he shouldn't have had to have been but he was and as as a starting point guard but you know there's a lot of things and we'll dissect the season and the playoffs but for all the nick fan out there all the diehard nick fans you know you know Stay hopeful. 
this is gonna this stinks 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 especially the way we lost and who we lost to with all the trash talking from atlanta and being called out uh, really i mean really being called out to show up and then not showing up i think that's the most difficult part of all of this for me you know you know we thought that we had a, a legitimate shot to beat the hawks in this first round and the hawks were playing some of the best basketball in the nba so they obviously had a very good chance to do what they did to us beat us um i just wasn't i really wasn't expecting the the butt whooping that we got and just the lack of response that we showed in this series so that's the most disappointing part you know it's you know losing in the first round everybody wants to win there are a bunch of teams out there that are about to lose in the first round that no one was expecting to you know so it's not that it's the way that we lost you know and it it really really is um i was talking to tunde yesterday you know what this playoffs what this playoff series against the hawks has done has really exposed the weaknesses that the knicks possess you know and those are things that we'll talk about down the line and if you want to share some things on twitter let me know why you think the knicks lost or who they should trade, who should they get rid of. If you want to vent, vent. And like I said, we'll talk about this. But the Knicks are a team that I think are growing and going in the right direction. After so many years of futility, you know, there's a team here. You know, is, is Julius Randle our number one? Probably not. But I'm also not really ready to go out there and just trade him away for a bag of balls. I mean, let we we've got some moves to make. We've got some players to bring in. There're going to be some players that aren't here anymore. But I'm really 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 happy with what the Knicks gave me this year and what they gave a lot of other Knicks fans that we haven't had in a long time. The playoffs are, are definitely leaving a very bitter taste in our mouths right now. We'll get over it. <laughs> for everything that we've been through for the past 20 years we'll get over it i have a lot of faith in the front office and in this coaching staff and the players that are going to be here that we've got pieces we've got pieces that go in the right direction we're just not there yet so you know some people want to call the next season a mirage or you know this is who they really are and they kind of over you know you know, they over, I guess, over excelled, you know, and they, you know, or, or just, you know, they were playing out of their out of their minds better than what they really were. I mean, I guess you could apply some of those, but I, I don't think the season was a mirage. I, I really don't. I, th I think that it was a beginning. And I'm excited about what's going to happen next year. You know, but as far as now, as far as it now goes. My NBA season is is officially over. Um, I'll be focusing my energy on baseball, football, NASCAR, and probably some other things. But um, just want to say thank you, New York Knickerbockers. It was a difficult, difficult end, but I've always been there with you, and I'm still there with you. And uh, I am looking forward to next season. Thank you.
I'm not going to sing for you guys again. I won't put you through that, at least on this episode. But can somebody cue some Rocky music for me? You know, the, the music from when he's training and running and stuff? Because I need it. Because my fitness journey that I have invited and would like you guys to join me on is stuck in the mud. <laughs> it is stuck, stuck, stuck in some quicksand. Now, I haven't put on a ton of weight, but I can guarantee you I haven't lost anything. And I need some motivation. You know, I was just thinking about this. Excuse me. I need some motivation. And for me, it was always Rocky music. You know, you're a sports fan. You're watching these world-class athletes, and they're in fantastic shape, and they do amazing things. And, you know, well, we can't do that, but the least we could do is be in shape. And if you're one of one of my people, um, you're probably middle-aged, and you're married, and you've got a wife and kids, or and uh, maybe you kind of put on a few pounds. This is not a this is not a new story, you know. Being a teenager in your twenties and thirties, where you're always fit or you work out and you're always motivated and all these stuff, but you know, life gets in your way. You know, my family and I we're, we're about to go make a big move, so that's consuming a lot of our time. And you know, when you live in a life in a life of you know, mental health and special needs, whether it's ADHD or autism and stuff that consumes so much of your time. You feel like your gas tank is always on E and I, that's kind of, I kind of feel like my gas tank is often on E. So where do you get this motivation? You know, where do you get this drive to, uh, to get healthy, to get in shape? And, you know, I was just thinking about it and my, my, my motivation surrounds me. It's my family. It's the people that, that love me, that I love, that I'm in love with, who, who depend on me to be around, you know, and to be an example of what it's like to, to be healthy. You know, my kids have got to see what it's like to be healthy, to be fit to be active, to be not a big, giant, round schlub like me right now. And so I'm rededicating myself. And I just wanted to kind of, you know, keep you guys up to speed because I'm sure there's a lot of you guys and gals that are out there. You might be a pro athlete or amateur or you're just, you know, you're just in great shape. You work out, you hit the gym every day, you eat great, and you're just boom, fit. That's not me. My uh, my aspirations for professional sports or amateur athletics are long behind me. You know, my body says otherwise. But I've got to find a way. I've got to push through. It's not just for me. It's for it's for the people that you love. And so I am. So when I talk to you next week, I will have lost something, even if it's just a little bit. It'll be something. Because I'm going to do this. And for you out there who are in a similar position, let's do it together. You know, motivate me. You know, hit me up on Twitter. I mean, I, and I'll try to do the same for you. But, you know, it feels like it, especially after this crazy, crazy year that we live in. We, this crazy year that we li lived through. You know, it's very easy. 
to get isolated and to feel alone and to stop doing and to sit on the couch and just watch TV all the time. Watch TV, watch sports, but let's go out and do something. Let's get out into this beautiful world that was created for us. And let's take care of this body that was a gift given to us. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to get in shape. I am going to have a six pack again. Not this. I have more of a keg right now, but I'm going to get a six pack. <laughs> so I'll update you guys next week. You are never alone. I'm old, so I kind of used to do the Facebook thing. But now I'm, I'm a podcaster, so I'm trying to do the Twitter thing. So hit me up on Twitter. Follow me there. Questions, comments, whatever. I'm still trying to figure it out myself, but be there. Jacob DeGrom. I talked, to him, I talked about him a few weeks ago, about just how dominating he was to start the season. And the question I have for you, Mets and non-Mets fans, baseball fans, sports fans, right now, not just in baseball, but in all sports, honestly, is there another athlete as dominant as Jacob deGrom is right now? I mean, he's not only the best pitcher in baseball right now, he's the best player. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's an argument. I mean, he is the best player in baseball. And right now, throughout all sports, I don't think there's anybody, you know, the NBA playoffs are going on, on right now. And I do not think that there is anybody more dominating than Jacob deGrom right now. And, I mean, just, just for example, I mean, his last game <laughs> was, was just ridiculous. I mean, it was just, just ridiculous. I mean, I think the first 10 batters all were hit with 100-mile-per-hour pitches. Um, I think it took him basically 10, 11 pitches to get through the first and then 10 or 11 to get through the second inning. I mean, insane. I mean, he lowered his lead leading, lead leading ERA to .71. Now, that is a mind-blowing number. If you're a baseball fan, you know what that means. I mean, it's, 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 it is that it's no one can hit him. And just to kind of put it in perspective, as far as, say, like the top five pitchers ERA-wise in Major League Baseball right now, and if you're a New York sports fan, it's, it's, pr it's pretty good because we've got three of them. <laughs> Two of them are Mets, and one of them is Garrett Cole and the Yankees at, at four with a one seven eight. And the Mets Walker is there at 184, coming in fifth. But just to kind of put it in perspective, uh, Milwaukee's B Brandon Woodruff has a 1.27 ERA. And Jacob deGrom is, shaves a half a run off of that number at 0.71. I mean, for you baseball nerds out there and diehard Met fans, just pause for a moment. Let that number s sink in. 0.71 ERA. It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing what Jacob deGrom is doing in baseball right now. He's 4-2. and two. I mean, the Mets, I mean, our Mets are in first place. 
I mean, we, we, we're currently today on Thursday, the 3rd of June. We're sitting four and a half games up on Philadelphia at 27 and 21. Could you imagine if uh, if the Mets gave Jacob DeGrom some more run support? <laughs> we'd, we'd, be about, we'd be up a couple more games. But the numbers that he's just throwing up are, are, are just amazing. And I know a lot of people have talked about it. But just coming from a Mets fan, you know, who... You know, once again, our our teams, there's usually more bad seasons than there are good seasons when it comes to the Mets. But Jacob deGrom just gives you a reason to smile and to be able to say with complete confidence. And this is this is the thing that I like, you know, because I have I have a brother who's a diehard Yankees fan. You know, my mom's a Yankees fan. I got to hear it from all the Yankees fans and then every everybody else. But Mets fans, you can say with complete confidence and honesty that you have the best player in baseball best pitcher by a by a large margin i don't i i can't think of anybody ex- expert non-expert uh, rival fan that would tell you differently you know this this is another pretty cool stat i know this one's been kind of tossed around but his era right now 0.71 is the lowest ERA for a qualified starter through the end of May since the Philadelphia Phillies' Chris Short in 1964 had a .64 ERA. I mean, 64, so that's 57 years. He's doing something that no one's done in 57 years. This is baseball. I mean, there's thousands of pitchers out there. You know, and if you go back, this is another great number because I love, you know, the, the old guys, Bob Gibson, one of the greatest pitchers in the history of the game. Some argue the greatest pitcher, I would say Tom Seaver, but he's in the conversation. You know, he holds the single season mark uh, since the dead ball era for single season ERA. And in 1968, Bob Gibson, Bob Gibson threw a 1.12. I mean, just 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 ridiculous numbers. At this point of the season in 1968, Bob Kip, Bob Gibson had a 1.53 ERA, which was amazing. But once again, let that one sink in. Jacob DeGrom, 0.71. Now listen, anything could happen. He's got to stay healthy. But we are witnessing greatness right now. We are we we have, and even if you're not a Mets fan. You know, but you're just a sports fan, or you know, especially if you're a baseball fan. You know, if if you if you can just admire and respect when you see what other great players do, that's what makes sports so great. I mean, once again, it's more than just the than the the wins and the losses and the scores, but when you're witnessing what another human being can do, and to be so incredibly dominant amongst the best players in the world at that particular sport. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to watch. It really, really is. I mean, anytime Jacob deGrom is pitching, I mean, I watch, I try to watch as many Mets games as I possibly can. I try to watch all of them, but Jacob deGrom is absolutely must see TV. You know, he's just, just amazing. It's amazing to watch what the batter 
is doing. I mean, to get into the head of the batter, he's he's walking up to the plate, and Jacob Degrom is up there, and he's just he's just throwing complete beautiful filth. And the, the batter's going up there. I mean, he's a pro, so he's 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 accepting the challenge. But chances are, he's going to be walking out of that batter's box back to the dugout, and hopefully not feeling too embarrassed, which he shouldn't be. You're you're facing the best pitcher in baseball. But it's a beautiful thing to watch. Mets fans enjoy it, revel in it. It's, uh, you know, he's our Tom Seaver. If you really think about it right now, if he can just continue, just stay even remotely close to this level and stay healthy. Jacob deGrom is a Hall of Famer. He just needs more time in. But he is our Tom Seaver, you know. To you Yankee fans out there, I mean, he is Mariano. He's just on a different, different, different planet than the rest of these other cats out there playing. And it's just a beautiful thing to watch. So I'll be talking about him more, but I just wanted to just put that out there. Jacob deGrom, best pitcher in baseball, best player in baseball. And in my opinion, Jacob deGrom right now, is the best athlete on the planet. Go ahead. Book him, Dano. Another episode of Sports in the Brain in the books. Thank you for being here with me. I really, really do appreciate the time that you are spending here with me. So I will be here next Thursday, as I will be every Thursday for you guys. And remember, this is the place to be for your sports especially if you want it wired a little bit differently, and especially if you love New York sports. So everybody have a great weekend. I'll see you later.